Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the one and only Tony B. Tony, a.k.a. Anthony Becerra. We are talking Tom and Jerry. Thank you for joining us. The, yo, uh, yo. The, the movie is available <laughs> on HBO Max for the mm -hmm. ne next month. After that, I have no clue what the hell actually happens with these movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're just... Uh... They're just gone to the ether that is content. Nothing is no longer movies or TV shows. Everything's content now. Everything's referred to as content. Exactly. So, um, but, so we're here to talk about it. Um, I'm going to give my overall impressions, and then I'll let you go, obviously. So, mm -hmm. for me, I grew up on Tom and Jerry, the cartoon, and, you know, I loved it, thought it was amazing. And it's, it's kind of like Wile E. Coyote and, and the Roadrunner and so forth. It's just, you know, Bugs Bunny and all those. It's just fun. And, you know, it's kind of like a staple of your childhood. And so I see this and I didn't, meaning like I see the advertisements for it. And it's like, you know what? I'm curious enough to check it out. It's just like the new Scooby-Doo movie. It's like, you know what? Why not? Let me, let me just see what this is about. Not Did really you having Scoob? Huh? I love Scooby-Doo. No, did you watch like Scoob, like the the new one? Oh, uh, they 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 uh they butchered that, but yes, I did see it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but nonetheless, you know, so like I didn't have high expectations for this, and man, it blew me away. This was like it was heartwarming, it was sweet, it was funny. They brought in Spike the dog. I wasn't expecting that. Um. Chloe Grace Moretz was awesome. Uh, Colin Jost, man, he really, uh, I, I thought he came into his own in this. I thought he was amazing. Michael Pena continues to be amazing. Like, I loved him in uh, Dora the Explorer. I thought he was awesome in that. And he's just a great guy in general. Um, the the actress um, who plays Prita, I thought she did an amazing job. So just just wonderful all around. That's that's what I have to say about it, and I really want more people to see it if if they love Tom and Jerry. Over to you, Tony B. Tony. Yeah, I got a I got a special uh, history with Tom and Jerry myself as well. Like um, this this show would be on on like those off days, like maybe if I stayed home from school for some or like during the summertime, right? Where like it, it was in that they always played it on Cartoon Network in that weird period. I like I remember growing up. Like, um, where there were days, like, if I didn't go to school, I, I would notice that the scheduling be very lazy in, like, children's programming, like, for Nickelodeon, all across the board. It was Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Disney Channel. And they would just show, like, shite. They would just show, they'd show such bad shows overall. But one of the shows I did enjoy on Cartoon Network that I would watch here and there occasionally was Tom and Jerry. And I knew it was old. I knew it was an older show, but man, did they go ham! And and you are so right to compare it to um, Coyote, uh, Roadrunner, and Coyote, because like they <laughs> they just had it out for each other, unlike any other. It's like a feud that you just have to respect. You know, it's a simple feud about a, a cat named Tom and a, a a little mouse named Jerry, and it's just. <laughs> They're just all over the place. It's fantastic. Um, so it, it had a little special place in my heart because I remember watching some shows. I remember liking a good amount of episodes and laughing out loud at times, too, when I was a kid. Um, and I was also very pleased to see Spike and also uh, the female cat. I believe it's like Tits or Tootsie um, that I have seen like classic Tom trying to get at her, you know, 
um like you, you usually see like some good um memes or uh little gifts of that nowadays circulating in, in the internet which i found to be nice um but yeah like you said i gotta i gotta hearken to what you said um i'm not sure if i'm like super like cool like into it i, I did really enjoy the movie i thought it was fun i thought it was like the right medicine i needed for our times you know i mean it's new it's a kids movie but it's also it, it was fun it was a delight it was like a delight you know it's like it's not something like to write home about but it's really nice to watch it was a very it's it's hard to explain it it's like a it's like a good palate cleanser from like the things that i've been watching recently and you're right chloe grace moritz uh i liked her as a, in this like comedic role I, I don't see her in that many uh comedic roles like i remember when she was younger and she came out and kick ass and she was pretty funny in that michael pena always knocks out of the park um i don't know about his accent to be honest with you but i think we could have done without his accent maybe they, they, he kind of hammed it up a little bit there um rob delaney as the um as the like the main head of the hotel was also pretty good and how you said colin uh Colin Jost as Ben, I think he, yeah, he definitely, definitely showed his like acting chops here, um, which I thought was pretty good. And uh, <laughs> you always gotta, I always gotta love um, Kim Kim Jong as a as as the uh, the wacky like chef, you know, like I love that one time where it's like you're literally killing my child, <laughs> and it's like this guy that looks so unrelated to him. I thought it was hilarious. Um, really great stuff here. I love the like just the opening scene really set the tone and the mood for the movie overall. When you hear um, tri uh, a, 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 a Tribe Called Quest, um, Can I Kick It song playing. Um, and I was like, OK, this is interesting. And I thought well, it was an interesting. I, I thought I thought for sure they were going to do kind of like vignettes when I saw that, because I was like, oh, is this just going to be a bunch of like mini episodes of Tom and Jerry. So I, I, I did not know what I was kind of getting into. And, you know, it's funny. It kind of, and by the way, it's very stereotypical of there, there was so many movies about hotels in, um, I want to say like the nineties and early two thousands. Like, do you remember Donston checks in? I do not No, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's a, it's about like, um, it's about like this robber, who has a monkey um, or maybe a chimpanzee, please don't like come at me if I got it wrong. But basically, you know, I'm just going to say a monkey. And um, it, it was trained to like steal, but then like it's kind of let loose into this hotel and uh, oh, this kid. That's a chimp. Oh, that's, <laughs> I looked it up. It's a chimp. That, okay. It, yeah. It's so chimp. We'll, we'll, we'll use the uh, proper. Um, <laughs> so, yes, the chimp. Uh, so then, yeah, he, he befriends, like, uh, the little kid of the hotel manager and so forth. And, like, it's just kind of their adventure. So, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like in the mid to late 90s, there was a lot of movies about, like, animals and hotels. Which was also part of that renaissance of, like, Air Bud, where, like, you had animals doing sports movies. So, that's that's what I have to say about that. Over to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't see that trend too much. I remember seeing like, yeah, I saw certain animal trends going on. Like, I remember like Beverly Hills Chihuahua. I remember like, what was that one Emma Roberts like dog hotel or something? 
I know that wasn't look at that. See dog hotel. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't like in that era you're saying, but it, it did kind of I feel like there was a resurgence. Like usually with kids movies, you, you had some you had some some sort of animals in there. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a fun, wacky time. But I found this in- interesting in this movie where they made all the animals animated, you know, and I was like, oh, that's cool, because there were some like wild animals by the end of it. Like spoiler, there's like an animated tiger. Um, there's some elephants, some very rousy and <laughs> rousy pe- uh, peacocks. Um, right? Yeah, they're peacocks. Well, that, that was yeah. the part. I mean, it's part of the humor. It's no different than like who framed Roger Rabbit. And I loved, you know, because I, I think it would have been a disservice. Oh, good call. Yeah, I mean, that was the good, as far as I know, the first one to really have done that. And, and, and so to, you know, I, I think it would have been a huge disservice to have Tom and Jerry be animated and then the rest of the animals kind of be realistic. Because you want them to interact, and it's supposed to be over the top wacky. And and as you're saying, like whether the lions, t- uh, there there was no lions, but uh, tigers, peacocks, and so forth. Like I, I thought they really played it up. And uh, you know, listen, at this point, we're pretty much in spoilers, like in general. So if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go check it out. If you don't care to have it spoiled, that's fine. But um, you know, they kept saying one of the one of the fun parts, right? Going back to Colin Jost was the idea of of having these elephants there. And and you knew it was a terrible idea, right? But yeah. the way it plays out, I you know, it just makes perfect sense when you come to that moment that of course they're scared of mice, but I wasn't thinking along that pattern earlier. I was just like, wait, an elephant in a hotel, of course that's bad. But then but then like the idea of the mouse, oh man, that was just pure brilliance. I don't know yeah. if you saw it coming or not. No, actually, that's a good point. I didn't see it coming until, like, they were in the same room, and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, what's all the elements? Like, when it, when, when, it, when it all comes to a head, right, there's a whole wedding that like, it's all leading up to, right? And so when it all comes to the head at the wedding, and they're on top of the elephants, it's uh, Prita, and, um, Prita and Ben are on top of the elephants, and then you see Tom and Jerry show up, and you're like, Okay, here we go. <laughs> then you know it's you know it's gonna go down, you know. And I love how like the first time, like you know how like they get like in like just like the class. I I love how they called back to like the classic, um, cartoons. How when they already like I I I remember seeing specific episodes with Spike involved, and all three of them would get like get into it, and it would just be like that same kind of um effect where it's just like a cloud of just like them fighting. And I loved how they added it and like where they made it more realistic where it's like, yeah, it's still a zany cartoon, very like, like a very staple of like cartoon fights. But then what would that, ha- what would that actually look like in the real world? And like the first time they happened where like they blow out the roof, it was so destructive, but also I was like so realistic, you know, as, as like cartoony and as crazy as it was, I really enjoyed that element of it. I enjoyed it's just like a tornado of like these cartoon animals going at it with like Michael Pena added in for like a little bit. (laughs) And then when when that happens again at the, at the wedding, it's like even like bigger. Cause then you also have the fucking, you have the tiger involved and you're just like, Oh my God, everything's just going crazy. I I, I love that. I love that little element that they added there. Yeah. And I thought, I thought it was good too. Cause you know, they, they got the tour at the beginning and of course, they make a big deal of this, you know, the, the the ceiling with the glass and so forth. 
And, you know, initially you're kind of like going through it. So it's like, you know, it's part of the tour. It's organic to the story. But of course, they're really just setting up that for later on when it gets destroyed. So I thought, I thought like as far as writing is concerned, it, it, it tied every one of its things together. Like, I don't think anything was ultimately a throwaway. And even like the jokes of... Uh, you know, I, I, again, Colin was just my favorite. And so like, uh, you know, he picks up the phone call from the dad of like, he, he's like, you look nice, sir. You, or like, you sound like you're dressed well or whatever the hell he says. <laughs> and he just kept making that whole thing about appearance be a running gag. So, so I really loved it. One thing I want to like, just as a quick tangent, not that we have to go into this, but um, there's a really wonderful YouTube video called What Ruined Hanna-Barbera? It's about a 21-minute kind of really well-in-done expose about Hanna-Barbera and the history of it uh, and so forth. And I think that's actually really worth checking out because, you know, I mean, they, they were the kings. You, you know, they had Tom and Jerry, the Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, um, you know, and all these other people, uh, all these other cartoons. So I think uh, really worth checking out if you haven't. Oh, so anyway. is, that, is that like the, uh, the create, like, is that like the... Nickelodeon in a sense of the, of these type of shows yeah I mean so Hanna-Barbera I mean it, it was like a production studio that was hugely responsible for all these things and like you know they were very much um yeah they they were the production company responsible for this no different like I mean oh yeah like they were like the marvel of animation you know what I mean like they were just so well known oh yeah wow that's cool okay so so yeah, really, really fascinating. Like I said, what ruined Hanna Barbera? Uh, it's about a 20, 22 minute video on on YouTube if you look that up. But um, really fascinating stuff. I, I I watched it a while ago um, and thought, yeah, worth bringing it up was, here. It was too many drugs, kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what ruined it. But all right, well, I'll, you'll I'll have to watch. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm not that far off. But yeah, no, it was it was a delight, dude. I I just like. I let myself have a good time with it. I, I, I kind of like, I'm like, I'm going to hang my fucking critical eye up and just, I'm just going to have fun. And to the point where I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm I, going like, just to put it into context, I was kind of like folding my clothes while watching it. And there are times I was like, wait, no, wait, what's going on? Like, you know, like right off in the beginning when they, <laughs> when cat is like, we can't when cat, when, when Tom is pretending to be a blind cat and then, and then Jerry shows up and it just like starts jocking him as like a dancing mouse and they start fighting it was so like the, the the sequences and the set pieces were so intricate that i was like wait a minute i'm missing so much in their fight i need to pause this and actually like pay attention to this movie i thought i wasn't gonna care that much but then once i got into it i was like no 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 i gotta i gotta fold my clothes real quick once i'm done let's play this movie and that's what i did and uh it was it was such a fucking blast man i didn't expect it to be that great and i like how you said it, it everything wasn't wasted like when he brings up when Ben buys, uh, he gets the uh, like the the electric uh, electric skateboard and also the the drone like that that comes back in the end, utilized by Tom and Jerry to get Prita to come back to the wedding like like that was or like guide her to uh, Central Park, um, that was fantastic, um, and I like the consistency of the of the look to this movie everything like looked everything looked in uniform, you know, it wasn't really that, mu that, that, that boring of a look. Um, it's not, it's not like a super, like, like arty, like film, you know, but it was like, it, it you could tell it, it, it definitely tried to, to have a certain style to it. And I, and I adored it. I think I liked the style. I like how bright everything was. 
um it was just really great it was it had a lot of good sequences um one of my favorite was the uh what do they call those machines like the ruth burger machine that that tom creates for uh for jerry oh yeah yeah <laughs> i thought that was pretty good and i was just like did they actually build this or is some of this like cg i'm sure it was like a mix of both but i was like someone had a freaking make some of that for this movie you know and i, I appreciate that that element to it as well um yeah it was it was, it was an overall really delightful film i enjoyed it i enjoyed my time with tom and jerry and i did not expect that but in an age where we're so we're so thirsty for for like just movies and especially like feel-good movies like this i i think are in uh are in a drought you know um i i really i really liked it a lot yeah it's interesting i mean certainly you can nitpick this movie and things like that, but I don't know. Like there's just something artful about these types of movies that, you know, tug at the heartstrings type of thing or whatever. And all the, the minor things you're able to just forgive no different than like a fast and the furious movie. It's like all the physics of the world are just out the window. And yet, you know, you can kind of forgive it because there's something you know, it's in the universe of the movie or whatever you want to call it, right? uh, I I think it goes a little bit beyond suspension of disbelief. I think it's like more magical in terms of pulling at the heartstrings, if you will. And yeah, as far as this movie is concerned, I think we're, especially, you know, between the realities of the world and I think a lot of, listen, there's a lot of great movies and things like that, but, you know, No Man Land, Promising Young Woman, I care a lot, uh, trying to think of all the other kind of contenders, you know, certainly from like the Golden Globes, but, uh, you know, they're not really feel good movies. And what I appreciate at the end, e- even like Chloe, her, Chloe's character, uh, she wasn't a good person necessarily. She was, you know, she was kind of ultimately misguided. And even by the end, she realizes that and makes things right with the woman whose job she ultimately stole. And I appreciated that. So yeah, that's... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect that either. Uh, by the way, her name is Kayla. Um, Chloe's character is Kayla. I, I didn't expect that either. I like that little, I like that little touch where you, she's all like, "Yeah, here's a woman that you should you should hire because I stole her resume and everything." And um, well, surprise, yeah, that surprised me. And also, I, I didn't. When, when basically, I thought there was going to be like, you know how those, there's there's like the classic trope in certain movies where this kind of stuff happens where someone impersonates someone or takes someone's job like this. They're like, okay, well, we'll see you on Wednesday. And they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, you'll see me on Wednesday. I have the job. They're like, yeah, you have the job. None of that was here, which I, I appreciate too. It was more like, yeah, we'll hire her, but you're also with us. And she's like, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was really cool because like, I like what she said, how it's like, how, yeah, resume can, is just a piece of paper that tells you what you're potentially capable of, but it's not really shown until you, you're truly doing it to show what you're capable of. And she didn't have any of that type of experience, yet she was able to pull off a wedding, you know? And it just goes to show, like, the grit of a, of the, the grit of the human spirit of, like, what they're willing to do. And yeah, sure, like, it was a little deceitful as to how she got there but i mean like man she was a capable like young like young lady who was able to pull off oh excuse me choked on some air right there 
She was able to pull off a very complicated wedding that involved flying butterflies, peacocks, elephants, tigers, and a huge cake. This gets wrecked, by the way. In a great, well, that was also a really funny scene for me. Ken Jong picking up a cricket bat and just swinging at the cake, trying to hit, trying to hit a Jerry. <laughs> that thought was hilarious. Um, and it was great to see him in a in a movie as well. Like you're gonna have a Ken, Ken Jong in a film. It's gonna it's gonna have it's gonna be a hoot of a damn good time, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought another character that I thought was simply brilliant um, is Joy the Bell Girl. She yes, played I was that. Hoping you'd bring her up. She was uh, yeah, like she just brought something. <laughs> like she both looked creepy and sweet at the same time, you know? And, yes. and, and she was so pure-hearted. I loved it. So, I, um, I, yeah, go ahead. I agree with I agree with you as well. Joy was... <laughs> she did She did have a very distinct look to her, you know? She got... She had some, some pretty, like... Pretty... Yeah, it was just... <laughs> um, I, I like the running gag where she would just show up and people would be like, what the fuck? Like, where'd you come from? Kind of thing, you know? And then you'd be like, "All right, whatever." And then they'd ask, they'd ask her to like do something, usually. Um, and it was really cool. Uh, she, she was, she was a <laughs> an interesting mix in it. Where I was like, "Okay, you got like the zany, wacky character that's gonna like maybe pull through at the end with something." Um, that was nice. Um, one, I don't think I wanted to bring up too. I love how like I love like when they involve a little like character, like a little character like um like like jerry amount jerry the mouse right like when <laughs> and he's small right i love sh- like seeing how like they make like how he he uh he created his like living space like his bed was a uh, like a slipper you know um i think he used like a sh- his chandelier was prita's ring um things like that like little touches like that i, I enjoy so much you know he was using like the uh the little uh <laughs> the little shampoo bottles for himself to wash himself. Like I thought I'd be, I, I, lo- I love little elements like that. Like if you ever seen um, the borrowers with, uh, I guess the main actor, like John Goodman in that one. Um, yeah. Like, the, yeah. I've seen the borrowers. Yeah. Like that, that whole thing was just like, they have very small, smaller than life. Like, uh, like people or like, or in this case, a mouse. And the, you see how like, He's so chill. Like he's such a he. Like Jerry's got such a cool vibe to him, and it's really reflected as like the type of personality he is when you see his living space. And Tom has always just been kind of like just a grouch, you know. He always gets like the end of the the end of the the shaft, or or just he just gets screwed every time. And then, but I love it. I love seeing Tom just get screwed all the like like endlessly. Listen, I grew up on mouse movies and American Tale, Fievel Goes West, like all that stuff, uh, Land Before Time. I grew up on that stuff. And like, but, but like as far as living spaces, right? Um, that used to be a staple for, for Jerry in Tom and Jerry as well. And I loved like, they, you know, of course they had like, they started in the house and type of thing, but then they kind of gave him some new locations. And I remember a couple episodes that took like, you know, were placed in space. And so Jerry had like a living quarter in space in a spaceship and things like that. Like it got pretty wacky. Um, and to see how like, you know, everyone constructed their living quarters and, and whatnot. So always fun time. 
Anyway. Uh, did you not uh, watch An American Tale or any of those mouse movies? No, dude. I actually really want to. Um, well, Get out of An mind. American Tale is classic. No, I, I haven't. We got we to gotta meet up and let's knock those out, dude. I'm down. That'd be a fun uh, movie night for sure. Um, okay. I, it's, okay. It's been on my it's been like in my radar. I just never got around to it. But aren't there like a couple of those? There's like two of them. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, you know, it's like all things. Once once you make one and successful, they uh, they get a little stir crazy and make a couple of sequels that aren't as good. You know what I mean? So I mean, even Beauty and the Beast had a couple of like spinoffs of you know what is it, the Christmas thing and yada 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 and. Lion King. How many Lion Kings are there? And I'm not even talking about like the remake. I'm just talking about like Lion King, the sequel, Lion King 1.5 or whatever it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get back to Tom and Jerry. Um, it's interesting. Did you know Tim Story directed this? Dude, I, I literally looked that up like right before we started talking. And he's got an interesting career. Like, he's got a very interesting career. This man, look at, like, let me just read off some of the movies he's made, right? This man is responsible for Barbershop. I think it's a classic, right? Also, Taxi with Queen Latifah and uh, what's his face? The, Jimmy Fallon. And then he does Ride Along, which, you know, whatevs, and Ride Along too. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And you skipped. He, he did the he did the original Fantastic Fours. That's I was working up to that because that was the most you shocking can't work thing up I to saw. that. You I was working up, up to it. You got chronologically. You skipped. <laughs> You're not working hey, up to anything I'm, if you skip going, chronologically. No, I'm going. I'm going up to like that was a dude. That was a big shocker. Okay, the big shocker is this man Tim Story is responsible for the. <laughs> Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four: The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Sur- Silver Surfer. Try saying that five times fast. Oh my God! Those and I, movies. Think like a man. Think like he was responsible. For think like a man. Huge, huge. Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. So, so he's yeah. in like that, like African American, like like sphere of comedies, right? It's and he also did Shaft. Like, wasn't what? The, mm-hmm. Who is this guy, dude? I, I, I don't, wait, okay, I, I wait. So here's the, Tim Story is an incredible guy. We had him on a guest um, on Black Hollywood Live way back when. Oh, that's and, amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, Tim Story is incredible in terms of, uh, you know, as a filmmaker, as a human being. Uh, like, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. And uh, yeah, like when I met him, really sweet guy. Um yeah, I have no, I, I I have nothing but good things to say about him. So, yeah, he's worked with some really great actors. Like I'm looking at what is it, Hurricane Season? Um, he, he's got Forrest Whitaker in here. He's got Taraji P Henson, Day, Isaiah Washington. Like, dude, this guy, this guy, wow. I'm so no, I mean he's he's a he's as far as directors go. Yeah, you know he's he's uh-huh. a legend. You know what I mean? Like he's not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's sad that, like, more mainstream people don't know him, but, like, it's not, like, for the black community, it's, it, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I can't speak for them because I'm not, I'm not black, but, like, you know, how, how uh, like, Steven Spielberg is looked, on, looked at and things like that, like, uh, 
you know, to me, you have Spike Lee and Tim Story. Like I would put him kind of, kind of on that level. You know, I don't, I don't think that's hyperbolic at all. Like he is, he has done so much as far as like these movies, and he's also proven that it's not just about, you know. Listen, I, I understand like uh, the need and and gravitas to have to tell stories, you know, that are let's say, like a Judas and the Black Messiah and things like that. But the fact that like he can have a barber shop and things like that and just tell uh, black stories without it having to be about slavery or, or oppression or anything like that, like I think, you know, is also great. You know, I think, I think you can have both. And obviously he's been able to do that. And his movies, in large part, do ultimately transcend just the black audience, you know? Like Ride Along? Right. Whew, that is... I find I love good. I, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you haven't seen Ride Along one or two. Oh my goodness! No man, I've seen Barbershop. I enjoyed Barbershop. I saw. Have Taxi you seen the sequels? When I was the kid, no, I haven't seen any of the sequels, dude. They're not really, not really my jam. I mean, I'm down to give them a shot, but I, I think I, wouldn't uh, watch I believe them on it's the own, third. To be honest, I believe the third. I mean, I think the sequel's good too, from what I remember. But I remember. There was a third one that came out not too long ago, and that was fantastic. Um, I really liked that one. So, yeah, okay. it's time, time to get you ingratiated. Anyway, we're talking about Tim's story, but let's tie it back to uh, Tom and Jerry again. I don't know uh, how, what specifically. I mean, I, but... think, I, think, I think we're wrapping it up with Tom and Jerry, really. <laughs> what, okay. else, what else we got to say? It's a, fun, it's a fun movie of a mouse and a cat. That hate each other but come together to save a wedding, and it's beautiful and delightful. I enjoyed it. I I I gave yes. it I gave it three and a half stars. I think that's well deserved. That's that's definitely above average, um, especially in this COVID world. I needed Tom and Jerry. And also, did you read that article that made like a good amount of money? Yeah, no, <laughs> it made, it's killing like, it. Fucking 12, 12 million or something. You know, everyone thought that Tenet was going to be the movie to save theaters, save cinema. Who would have thunk Tom and Jerry it's was the Tom movie and to Jerry, pull through, baby. Tom the and Jerry, baby. Tom and Jerry all the way through. Yep. Yeah, man. It's fantastic. Uh, I love it. It's a great film. I'll end on this note. I really loved Michael Pena picking up dog poop <laughs> and be like, what? I'm picking up the poop. Can't you see? He did it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, all right. As we wrap out, uh, where can the people uh, follow you, my dude? Oh, I I actually linked it. I finally linked my my Instagram to my uh, clubhouse. But also, you can find me at clubhouse. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's a thing now, right? So you can find me at clubhouse and mainly on Instagram. You can find me more on Instagram. At Tony B. Tony, spell, spell, sorry, Tony B. Tony, spelled T-O-N-Y, the letter B as in boy, and then T-O-E-K-N-E-E. Thank you, Phil. Oh, my goodness. Where, 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 where can the people find you at, huh? I make it simpler. Uh, Phil Svitek, that's it. Everywhere, you know, uh, if you want all the links, just go to philsvitek.com. And you, you, you get hooked up that way. Anyway, this has been fun. Thank you for joining us. Please let us know your thoughts in whatever yes. comment section this this takes place in. This and, lands uh, on. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, listen, hit us up on social media, if nothing else, and let us know what you thought. Slide in then DMs. Let us know mm-hmm. what you thought of this movie. We will uh, we'll chat over the DMs as the kids Yeah, think. do a group chat. Yeah, get us both in there and, and let's, let's chat it up. Yes, indeed. I'm so down. thank you so much for joining us. Let us know what you thought of the movie, and we'll see you on the flippity flip.